But that's that mentoring experience. And that's what podcasts and that's what we hope our podcast become for people is an opportunity to to almost like a masterclass situation. Because uh, there are teachers out there who, who are rock starring, uh, who understand what it takes to do what we do. But nobody knows who they are. Nobody's heard their voice. No one's, no one's, you know, there's not a camera in every teacher's room capturing all these moments and, and putting them in a file. And you may have never experienced it, and then you may listen to it on a podcast, and then all of a sudden you experience it, and it's like, oh, I remember them saying, okay, this is how you, okay, got it. And even though it may be like, no, nah, I can't do that, but it gives me an idea. It sparks an idea in my mind of what I can do. Good fam. Welcome back to Value Adds Value. My name is Kyle Creek. You're jumping on here on a Friday. Um, it is the 9th of April. I am in the middle of my parent-teacher conferences uh, today. I'm doing virtual conferences from home. Um, and I figured it was a good time for me to jump on and reflect on my week a little bit and to talk about something that um, I think is valuable for new teachers, teachers that are experienced in every really teacher is that um, ability to make connections with parents and I think I'm going to start there with um, the connections to parents because um, we've all heard parent contacts, parent contacts. Um, we keep track of how many parent contacts we made. We, it's a number that we have to keep track of. We're doing it, you know, to fulfill some requirement uh, by our administrator, or our state, or whatever it is. And that's always hard for me. Um, I really have a disdain for box checking, which I feel like parent contacts in that context, parent contacts in that context um, is problematic for me. And I think that's maybe a little bit of why I buck up against it. But also too, I don't know why I have such a fear or sense of dread with communicating with parents. Um, when I have communicated with parents, the vast number of connections uh, I have made, especially when it can be face-to-face -face or even over you know, video conferencing, are good. Parents are happy to talk to their teacher. Um, they are excited to hear from you. And it really is a valuable part of the process. And I just have never in the 10 years I've been teaching been good at it. I, I just have never gotten myself to a place where I continually do it. I get in the habit of it. And, you know, especially this year, I convinced myself, well, I'm communicating so much with students via email. You know, I don't necessarily need to com communicate with parents. And it's just, that's the wrong approach. Um, and it's, it's something that I'm working on. It's something that I, I shouldn't say that I am working on it. It's something that I've always wanted to work on. And like other things in my life, you know, I don't know why I can't just get, um, get it together. I don't know why I can't just figure out how to make that work. And I guess I'm not sure where the hang up is because I, you know, I had 
a dozen parent-teacher conferences last night via Zoom or Google Meet or whatever you want to say, and it was pleasant. You know, the parents are excited to see their teacher. They're excited to know their teacher. Um, and it really is another great connection to the kid. And, you know, I have a hard time when people say, oh, you need to make parents your ally. You need to do this. You need to do that. It just sounds manipulative to me. But I think it's important to have a connection to parents. And I I think maybe that's the word that I need to change in my vocabulary and my vernacular when it comes to talking about parents and connection with parents and families um, is that it's not a contact. You're not making a contact strictly to make a contact. You're making a connection, a connection to people who, like you, care about their kid and want to see their kid succeed and want to see their kid have success um, and, and want their kid to be happy. You know, we're the vast, vast, vast majority of parents are on the same page with their teachers. Now, we might disagree on what makes kids happy and stuff like that, but we, we are on the same team. It's another one of those situations where I feel like we're all on the same team. And, you know, the thing I found, especially, too, when it comes to the email you get from a parent that's a little bit spicy and you're a little bit put off by it and you're frustrated or you're annoyed. It's a lot easier for people, and I'm not just going to say parents, people to be spicy and frustrated and annoyed and say snooty or snotty things um, in an email than it is in person. A lot of times parents use that email as a way to vent and to you know, let their frustrations be known, but you talk to them in person and they're quite pleasant. And, you know, they're able to understand your perspective. And it's um, and it's an important part of really getting to know the kids. And, and this year was tough because, you know, I had a couple parents joke that it was really nice to meet me in April. Because we never had, you know, our intro meet the teacher night. You know, most of the first try in the first trimester when I was teaching, um, Virtually, I was not meeting with the kids that were on campus. We were doing a different format. So a lot of the parents, this is my first real connection to them. And honestly, it felt really good to talk with them because so many of them were appreciative of the work we've done this year. And I think the majority of parents really are appreciative of the work that their teachers do. And the other thing is, I want feedback. I want to get feedback from parents on what I could do better. And I can't just assume that the way I see the world and the way I see um, the classroom and these kids is necessarily the right way. And, and I think that's where it is. And maybe it's because I've been writing a section on connection for our book that I'm thinking about that word connection and how to make that connection meaningful. And I think, for me, it's a difficult spot because a contact doesn't exemplify to me a person that you have a connection or a relationship with. You know, a contact is someone you reach out to when you need something. 
it doesn't imply that connection piece. It doesn't imply that, you know, we're working towards the same goals. And I hope that I'm working towards the same goals with my parents or the parents of my students or the families. And I, you know, another thing is getting out of the habit of saying parents, saying families, caregivers, guardians, whatever it might be. Um, so that's been a really interesting look again. And it's fun to see kids, you know, fun to see kids, how goofy they are with their parents, how awkward they are. Um, you know, how many of them blush and kind of look away when you say something good about them. So that's, that part's been fun. You know, um, kind of moving on from the talking about conference and parent connection, which is something I, I want to kind of dig into with Will over the coming weeks. Um, we are going to get back to our normal kind of podcast feel and schedule, but we've just had some crazy weeks and I was on my honeymoon and he was on spring break. So we're just, we're just kind of figuring our way here. But um, I have been really enjoying getting to put my thoughts down and, and you know discuss where i'm at and 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 how i feel about these things but uh on the topic of connection uh you know being back on campus it has really opened my eyes to how much that connection means for me as a teacher um getting to have that interaction with my kids getting to spend time with them, getting to see their faces, getting to, um, you know, as Wilkie kind of says, draft off their energy. Um, and Wilkie always talks about how in physics, energy can't be created or lost. It can only be transferred. And you, you underestimate as a teacher how much that, that connection to the kids matters, how much it means to be able to work with them every day and to hear them laugh and watch them have fun and even, you know, get the chances to, you know, work on some things with some kids. Like I had the situation, you know, our kids are eating lunch in their classrooms right now. Um, and I had a situation where somehow a little, you know, mustard packet that you would get in a, you know, box sandwich or whatever, got squirted all over the floor outside of the room that I was in and I got a little frustrated by it and I kind of got spun up which I shouldn't get spun up on kids about mustard but you know the next day I was able to go back in and, and reiterate the lesson of hey in this situation is mustard a huge deal the kids say no it's probably not a huge deal but the fact that whoever did it didn't fess up to it that is a big deal and you make that connection and you know you underestimate seeing kids response to what you're saying seeing them shake their heads or seeing them you know kind of roll their eyes or even seeing them think like oh i wonder you know i had never thought of that those are the moments of teaching that i think are so valuable and you know we went on spring break for a week and then this week coming back we had two work days and then two school days and now we're off today on this friday to do parent teacher conferences so it's been a crazy week but you know starting next week we're going to have basically full weeks. Um, we're doing an early release day on Friday so teachers can have Friday afternoons to, you know, as a work time. Um, but I'm really looking forward to, you know, riding out the rest of the year with my kids in person, um, being able to continue to make that connection with them and to talk with them um, about 
you know, where they're going to be next. I, I mean, these kids are so resilient and they've made it through this year and they've worked so hard that I don't know why I'm overly worried about them going to their next place and, you know, the fact that they'll be bogged down or anything like that. I think they're going to be great no matter, no matter what the situation. Um, but really trying to impart some wisdom on them these last couple months, um, really make them feel like before they go to their next spot that who they are is important, that their authenticity is important. You know, those are some of the things I've been working on them or working with them on these last couple of weeks and, and, you know, living up to that promise I made to them to make sure that we have fun and we do things. And um, we're doing a study of the planet and the environment. The next couple of weeks, our kids are going to, or they're going to pick a problem that um, uh, involving the planet or the environment. And they're going to do some research on it, explain the problem, how it's impacting people and what some of the solutions are. And they're going to hopefully present it to the class, which I'm excited about. Um, but I'm, I'm trying to make connection with every kid that I have. I'm trying to get into a situation where I see every kid and I've acknowledged every kid and I've talked with every kid and, and, and really make them feel like they have someone in their corner. Um, that's really what I'm working on the rest of the year. And it, it is nice to be an eighth grade social studies teacher in Minnesota because my content's not state tested. So I don't have to bear that burden of fire hosing information or doing study guides or worrying about what's on the test. I can just continue to do the work that I've been doing. Um, I was pretty disappointed um, this school year because I had really worked hard on a plan for the year, how I wanted to approach it, and I didn't get that opportunity um, just because there was no way we were going to be able to get through everything. Um, but I really think it's going to be fun the rest of the way. So we're going to do this um, environment unit, going to help my science teacher out by doing a plate tectonics unit. Um, after that, we're going to have a unit on Vietnam uh, while reading a book, The Things That They Carry, um, which is a historical fiction book. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that too. Um, and, and I really just appreciate... Um, the work my kids are doing, being back with them, the energy they bring. And I just appreciate this profession and this job, I think, more than I have in quite a while. And um, really am remembering the value of, of being in the classroom and, and what that role is and how important it is. So if you're listening to this, I hope you remember that this is the most important profession on the planet. Um, and you're doing a job that you're making a difference every single day. And, and we shape the rest of our society through what we do. Um, you never know when that change is going to happen. It's going to happen to the kid when they're going to see it, when they're going to remember it. But please know that you're doing it. So um, much love to you. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope you have a, you've had a great week. Um, and I hope that we can continue to, to work together to bring the best to our kids. So have a great week. We'll talk soon.